Hey, all you healthy eaters out there or wannabe healthy eaters. Well, Hungry Roots got you covered because this food delivery service is sending you the healthiest, most delicious meals, whether it's dinner or breakfast or lunch. Taking a fun short quiz is all Hungry Root needs you to do to find out what your goals are and how you like to eat. Whatever your dietary needs are, they will work with you. You're not just getting your weekly grocery haul. You can also shop thousands of simple recipes that actually put your food to use. Everything Hungry Root offers follows a simple standard. It has to be delicious, quick to prepare, and made from whole, trusted ingredients. Spend less time shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Vilefowl listeners 30% off your first delivery, and free shipping with every delivery. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get 30% off your first delivery and choose your free gift. That's HungryRoot.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Don't forget to use our link so they'll know we sent you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Freestyle Edition. And boy, are we really freestyling it today. We have a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. Unfortunately, our guest at Chingagutu couldn't make it today. She uh, woke up not feeling well. Don't know what her symptoms are, but we wish her well. And uh, we will certainly... Love to have her back when she's feeling better. What? What are you like? We wish her well. Like no, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. All right. Well, that's Allie. Uh, Amanda's with us. It's going to be this team today, so we're going to have to hold the fort down. I think we'll be, we'll we'll be okay. So we'll, we'll talk. Obviously, the normal, you know, stuff. The bachelor gossip. The pop culture. We'll have our texting office hour tomorrow. You do not want to miss going deeper. Adrena Petrich from the Hills is with us. Lots to discuss, lots to get into. You will not want to miss meaty interview. Meaty, meaty interview. So be sure to tune into that. But special surprise, uh, Elise Guilfoyle uh, is returning onto the show to break down with us the the men's new bios, the Bachelorette bios. Part one will be at the end of this episode after texting office hours, and then next week Elise will be with us to round it out. There's like thirty five dude so like we, we're just gonna have to split it up so a lot to get into and also you guys are back in the studio finally after we really got the, the band back together yeah we did in a big way i feel like it we're finally it's complete it's it's not the same when it's over zoom you guys are it's true you guys are the amazed. vibes are off and i will say obviously like you know the show's been around for how many episodes now 440 is this is me? the 440th this is the 440th when i started this show i had a vision for what this show could be and it's evolved over time. But I feel like finally it's really gotten to a place that I'm I'm happy with and you guys Aww. are a big reason why. So thank you. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice, yeah. Nick. I've been plotting. I was like, can you say that again? I wasn't recording. <laughs> no, like, Allie, we're it's a podcast. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I'll watch it. You're the smartest <laughs> dumb person I know. <laughs> and I'm the dumbest smart person. No, you're both pretty smart. I thought he was going to say dumb. <laughs> He's going to be like, Amanda, you're dumb, dumb. dumb. <laughs> you're just dumb. You know, like chaotic, neutral, uh, true neutral, evil good. No, um, you, guys are, you guys are great. Uh, and I think uh, our audience is starting to fully appreciate that. I was going to, because I feel like recently you've been doing a lot of stuff that has been very like mentorly and much appreciated. And I was like, <laughs> when do I hit Nick with my, I, I 
write very sentimental cards. <laughs> it's like a thing I don't about know if me. I want a sentimental card. I know, from and you. that's why I was like, <laughs> let's keep it professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. When I say sentimental, I just mean it's like I I say like the I feel like I have no discomfort complimenting people in like okay. very detailed ways. And so I was like, but I, I, I'm careful about it because I know it makes some people uncomfortable to be complimented. In Holidays, that way. I guess. Holiday card. Yeah. Birthday. Should we send you a holiday card? No, it's not required. But okay. I'm saying if Ali is, if Amanda is dying. <laughs> to send you a card. <laughs> a sentimental card. Amanda's going to write a sentimental card. And meanwhile, I'm texting Nick being like, yo, can I get your advice on this text? And he gives me a like up reaction that I'm like context you know what I think we should maybe do is a vile files Christmas card where the three of us go to Kmart Wait, hell matching yeah. sweaters, sweaters. <laughs> who are we sending it to the listeners each other <laughs> so pro- I, have, I have to make a Christmas card with Natalie and Jeff first yeah of oh course. Yeah, yeah that would be weird if we did one <laughs> before that I've happened. never done a holiday Christmas card that I've sent out yeah but people. now you're a dad I definitely will be in matching outfits that's an essential. Mm-hmm. That's an essential. Yep. I saw a really funny TikTok that was like these three siblings and they're all wearing like black turtlenecks a la Elizabeth Holmes. And they took the most haunting photos. Like one where like each of them are have like their arms on top of each other with someone in the center all like stone faced. Like it looks like a really creepy Scandinavian art exhibit from the 80s. I and really I was like, that. yeah. that's the way to do it. Like yeah. it's a, it, the bit works every time, no matter My what you do. My parents used to have a coffee table book that was like most awkward family photos. And it was it's just good. page like after page. Yeah. yeah. And they're like lying on top <laughs> yeah. of each other's stack. Have yeah, you seen exactly. that one? Yeah. With like their hands like yeah. this. Yeah. I think that's great because I feel like you have to really lean into it because it's the ones where they take it seriously and that's prominently displayed in their like, you know, staircase hallway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, wanna, I want the people to know that I really think it's ridiculous. Yeah. We had a huge like cork board in my family, like in right by the dinner table and my parents would always put up every single holiday card we received no discrimination and it was very funny to track the way families like like the divorces that happened because you see the holiday cards and then all of a sudden it's two and the thing that I couldn't stop thinking about was do you know the tradition of people who they'll write the the age of everyone on yes. the card yes and then they never do Amanda, it for the parents. Twenty three. They do that. Yeah. The, the, Brian. I, I think 17. it's for like the aunt who's like, "How old is Melissa oh, sure. now?" Yeah, <laughs> so it's like how she's twelve. Your, how do your aunts talk? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> how old is Melissa now? <laughs> Seventeen. But her aunt's ninety. No. <laughs> now I have two very normal, cool aunts. Okay. That is. Uh, that's an imagination. I do have an update on the president. No. Oh. The lake house. I know I dream about it last night. Um, I um, oh, not the one you bought, the family one. I didn't buy another lake house. I just bought a property. Okay, yeah, but it's uh, not the, the one. family lake house, the one my gotcha, grandfather gotcha, built gotcha, that gotcha. I tried to buy. Yes, that I found out a day after someone bought it that it was on the market after thirty years, and then aggressively tried to pers- persuade the buyer. Pursue, I think pursue is tried the right to, answer. There was a I little do think bribe. You were pursuing there them. was a bribe. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they they wanted it. Uh, the the new owner did reach out sometime in January. Sent a very kind of, they like promised the seller that they would reach out to me and just kind of check in. And they sent a kind of very, it was very professional, but like, hey, we're reaching out because of your history. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, you know, this is our plan. We'll let you know if 
you know, it's like they they bought yeah. the second home and who knows how they might feel about it. Maybe they don't like owning a lake can be a lot of work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple of weeks ago, I, I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I had thought about reaching out years ago and I never did. I obviously regretted that because had I done that, I probably would be the proud owner of my, uh, that lake. But so I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to email the guy and just say, I'm going home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then I was just going to say, is there any chance that me and my parents could drive up and, and check it out? I haven't been there since my grandfather sold it. And I thought I've never, I, I've dreamt about this place hundreds of times in my life. And, and so the guy emailed back and was gracious, was very kind and uh, signed it him and his wife. And so uh, me and my parents and so now, you could go. Yeah. We're going <gasps> to go Yay. up on uh, next week, Friday. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm a little and, nervous. And maybe by meeting him in person, we'll it will like solidify. I don't know. Maybe they're having us up uh, because like they really love it and they feel guilty. So they're just going to let us like. But they have to sell it at some point. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they, they, they could have kids who want to keep it in their family. I don't know. My hope is that like they see. I don't know. Maybe I'll. I, I suspect it will be everything I've dreamt about over the years. I've seen pictures, but. Uh, we'll see the maybe the love the love they see in our face for the property. My my hope is that maybe you know they'll find another like house that you Move. Know, someone else's grandfather didn't build, um, and doesn't have a tattoo that prominently plastered. Yeah, maybe on you should chest. should you Should I show up without a shirt? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just rip it off? No, I don't. I mean, they were very nice to let us come, and uh, we're gonna come go check it out. So. It is an interesting question of ownership, though, because technically they bought it fair and square. But I do think there is on a very human level. I feel like everyone can understand that there's in like irreplaceable sentimental value. Well, again, they were very gracious and nice. They're having us up. They didn't have to do that. And so we'll see, you know, maybe maybe they are feeling it out. Maybe like it sounds like they just wanted to like they wanted to get on that lake. I got I've heard that like, you know, imagine the excitement you get when you finally buy a house and something you have looked for for a long time and then someone comes in and says oh no wait i have well a, a greater mm-hmm. desire than you and they probably wanted to get in and so we'll see how it how it goes i'm a little nervous i mean i truly haven't i haven't seen it in 30 years Will it's, you just, send us it's always been this mis- mythical place will you send us pictures mm-hmm. yeah i'll take pics we'll see how it goes i'm really invested but in i'll update house. you guys uh after afterwards and by you guys do. i mean the audience thank god we'll see how it goes one in the same like I had dreamt about last night of like what I'm going to say when I like go up there and like if I leave, do I like, do I just let it go or do I be like, oh, well, you know, let me know if, you know. I think you figure out what the what the, the vibe, vibe is. is. Yeah. 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 Are you getting along? Are they like just doing it as a favor and really don't want to have a conversation? They seemed very friendly yeah. in the e- email. Friendly email. So. I also think it's very true that as someone who was, as a kid, very, very pushy about certain things, mostly trying to get my brother to try food, there's a point of heading over the cliff in terms of trying to get someone yeah. to come around. They know I want it. Yeah. And and you I don't think be too you cross a certain threshold where if you push that much, yeah, people wanna... shut down and they're like, no matter what, I'm not doing this thing for you because you've annoyed me. I think I, I want them to like me. Yeah. Or, and my mom. It's like, you know. Because if they don't like us, they're going to be like, we're never fucking selling to <laughs> yeah. these people. I don't know. Who knows? But we're going to just go and try to enjoy the moment. Let's get to, into some Bachelor. Some Bachelor tea. What's going on? Everyone's breaking up? Yeah. It's sad days. 
you know, hey, bachelor relationships are, uh, like all relationships, challenging. Mm-hmm. Fetch. I know, that thing. It's too good to be true if you shop, like, at all. If and, you have ever spent money. <laughs> and you like uh, getting free things and free rewards, well, then think of Fetch. Because Fetch, all you have to do is shop literally anywhere. And then you go to the Fetch app, you scan your receipt, and they give you points for it. And those points are redeemed for things like Visa gift cards, Amazon gift cards, gift cards to, to your favorite restaurants, and more. And if you sign up and use our code, V-I-A-L-L, you get 3,000 free points to start. I mean, I don't know what more to say other than this Basically is Basically like free money. They're so. just like giving you free money. Yeah. You just have to be uh, someone who likes to tell people what you shopped and be transparent. Yeah. That, that's all. And we, you like to do that anyways. Check out the link in the description. Use the code V-I-A-L-L and get 3,000 points when you scan your first receipt. Download the app now and use the code V-I-A-L-L. Again, get those 3,000 points by scanning your first receipt. This is a limited time offer. So get over to Fetch right now. Go to the Apple yeah. App Store or Google Play. Download Fetch, F-E-T-C-H. So... I know last time we discussed that Michelle posted on her story that she and Nate had broken up. Nate has been like, there's obviously been bullied by Michelle super fans. There's been a lot of rumors as to why this happened. So he took to his Instagram story uh, to give 15 bullet points of his thoughts on everything. 15. First. No, I did not. I didn't cheat. So we just, everyone just assumed naturally he cheated. Yeah, because I think there was a lot of, oh, well, he was down in Austin. He was always out partying with the boys. It, it created this negative connotation associated with Nate of that he was just kind of this like F boy going out, not caring about Michelle. Okay. Two, not every breakup needs to have someone to blame. Three. True. Yes, many of you seem to paint me as a red flag slash fuckboy. Maybe it's the piercings and tattoos. Who knows? But I'm actually a decent guy and I only want to continue getting better as we should all want for ourselves. Four, yes, the negativity and blatant hate has been hurtful during a difficult time. Five, yes, I went on the show with no expectations, just an open mind and an open heart. Shout out Michelle for opening it a little more, but figured I'll f- I find my person, then thank God I went. Six, yes, I truly believed Michelle was my person. Seven, sure, I guess I was inexperienced in love. Doesn't mean I'm a red flag. Not sure what else to say to this. I like the way he keeps saying I'm a red flag. Not this is a red flag about me, but I am the red flag. Because I'm sure it sounds like um, Nate's been reading some stuff he shouldn't be reading about himself. Mm -hmm. And he's a human being. And like, who wants to read about how like you're a walking red flag, red flag, you know, especially in this climate where like, obviously, you know, we're trying to hold people accountable for their, for their behaviors. And you know, Nate's being criticized for some wild generalizations. The show is obviously notorious for making wild generalizations about people and framing their entire persona over a highly edited, overly simplified edit. And to Nate's point, like, he's a beautiful man with tattoos and an earring, which, you know, if you were to, like, if you were a cartoon artist to, like, draw a fuckboy, you might draw Nate, I guess. But that doesn't mean... He is one. He could be very much a respectful guy. Also, how I describe fuckboys, I think Nate and everyone else in, in in the dating world is now a fuckboy. But to Nate's point, I don't think he's a walking red flag per se. I also think it's rough being compared to Brandon, who is the most pure, 
Is that what people are doing? No, I just, well, I think in terms of the framing that people had with him as the final choice being compared to this very pure, unabashedly, unequivocally in love, sweetheart, puppy dog boy. Like, of course, Nate is going to be like, bad boy. Yeah. I, 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 he's really nailed it with the first uh, five, six. I truly believe that Michelle was my person. I feel like I get what he's saying, but you guys just broke up. But I guess, um, I guess he's wanted to say in the moment, mm-hmm. my my proposal was sincere. Yeah, is probably what I'm guessing he meant. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Eight. Yes, the plan was to move to Minnesota earlier this year. Plans changed as we decided there was no need to rush anything and get to know each other on a deeper level before taking a leap of living together. There's no rush in life. There's no rule book or timeline on how to go about your relationship. We believe that since the love was there, everything would fall into place naturally and in its own time, the way it's meant to be. Nine. Nine. Yes, I like to hang out with my guys, as she likes to hang out with her girls. Nothing wrong with that. If anything, super healthy. We are social people. Not everyone who goes to bars are cheaters. He's really going with the cheating. I mean, he's being accused of it. Yeah. Ten. Yes, I am friends with many of the guys from Michelle's season. It's not weird to me or her. We're adults, not children. We can all be friends and mature about the situation slash environment we were all in during the show. Eleven. Yes, the pressures were insane for the both of us. Twelve. We tried. It didn't work. We're sad about it. We all grieve differently. 13. My name is Babatunde Alufemi Robert Nathaniel Alukoya, and I will never live my life based on how others think I should live it. Period. 14. For the kind people sending kind things and respecting both Michelle and I, thank you. And 15 is just to peace out emojis. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I going back to number eight, I think it was, where you talked about loving each other very much and plans changing and logistics. I do think that's kind of an interesting question I'm curious for your take on is to what extent, what are the kinds of logistics that you think love is not strong enough to overcome? I mean, so, so many. I guess how or what's the scope of areas where it doesn't matter how much you love someone, like there's certain ways that you need to be aligned that love cannot well, overcome. I- Listen, I mean, I don't know anything about the relationship other than it started on The Bachelor. And I know a little bit about relationships starting in that world. But yeah, it's like you take a huge leap of faith, right? And like, you know, Nate talked about how they decided things take time. In my experience, you kind of have to almost keep that momentum going. You know, Vanessa and I had this conversation. She was living in in Canada um, at the time I was living in L.A., and we basically had a conversation that was around like, look, like I want this to, well, let's, let's, let's give this the best possible shot for it to work. I don't know the right way to do it, but I, I think if you go back to Canada and I stay in LA, it'll be hard to like build off of this like momentum that we have of being engaged. It'll just be easy to distance, to like grow, grow apart. Mm-hmm. So do you think if they... I mean, I know they were planning on both moving to Minnesota. Do you think if they had done what you and no. Vanessa did and gone straight well, to Minnesota? Vanessa and I broke up. So, yeah. you know, my guess is, to, to Nate's point, they probably found out that they weren't right for each other. You know, ultimately, if they break up, that's, you know, I think that's the sign that maybe they weren't right for each other. There's no perfect way. I just think, you know, not living together probably didn't help or mm-hmm. having so much distance probably didn't help. But to say that's the reason would would be would be disingenuous i think the big question is for me because obviously like michelle obviously michelle has a lot of fans this show is prominently watched by women 
and I think you know we want to protect the people we love, especially the people we're fans of. So the people who are fans of Michelle, whether Michelle wants them to or not, are are gonna unfortunately some of them are going to attack Nate. But the big question is, and you know we watch this show, and granted it's overly simplified. We watched a show in which Nate was, in fact, painted as a potential guy who may not be ready for love. Mm -hmm. It was a discussion point that Michelle talked about. And nevertheless, Michelle still, with that information, chose Nate, which she has the right to do. So while I don't think we should be blaming anyone, I think if we want to hold people accountable, we have to hold Michelle as much as Nate accountable for the role they both played in this relationship. And that goes with, you know, if if, if people are going to over-assume about Nate, and just assume that he is a cheating fuckboy because of how he was portrayed on TV, then shouldn't we have to also hold Michelle accountable for picking the the quote unquote, you know, perceived fuckboy? Again, I, I don't think we should do that. And I think that's oversimplifying. But if we're gonna oversimplify about Nate, let's just let's just look at the whole picture and realize that, you know, Michelle took a risk because she whatever felt a connection with Nate and she not she didn't chose Brandon someone who clearly talked about how how much he wants to love someone and just settled out and not go to bars and that that's not what Michelle wanted and that's okay you know and Michelle had a right to take a risk and and see if it could work out and she took that risk and it didn't work out and I think instead of going after Nate we should just respect that that it didn't try and especially michelle she hasn't gone out and said anything negative about nate no. or asked but i also think yeah him. even if she had chosen brandon who was ready to move to her ready to commit like would have you know not been you know going out here and living this life that nate is i think there's just as high of a likelihood that they would have broken up too like sure. i just think yeah. Regardless of your personality, whether it's the Nate side of being super independent and living in Austin and going out or the Brandon who would have like already had his life in a suitcase and like moved to wherever Michelle was. I just think, you know, so little about each other by the time the show ends that she could have ended up with either of them, but also broken up with either of them. To me, this is this is a more of a a PR lesson rather than a love lesson, Mm -hmm. because as I kind of pointed out the other week that upset some of Michelle's fans. But listen, if you go on this show and you are given this massive platform, it's a show about finding love and and many people follow us, people who go on The Bachelor, because they want to watch our love story. Not everyone, but mm-hmm. many, right? So for Nate, like go out, go out to bars, have your fun, hang out with your boys. But you are now in a committed relationship and there's going to be heightened eyes on you and expectation. And Nate and Michelle both seem to, based off of what they have like stated, they decided to like live their lives how you know, it was before the show. And they have the right to do that. But from a, from a PR standpoint, not always the smartest thing. Like you just have to be a little bit more careful. It sucks. It's an added stress. But the upside of of that is you know a platform and the opportunities that come with it so you know what i'm saying like when i was dating vanessa and it was private and you know like i was very careful where i would go i was very careful where i'd be seen and if i'd go out to bars and clubs i was very careful about my surroundings and just because nate wasn't as careful doesn't mean he was doing anything wrong he just wasn't as mindful and so then all of a sudden people could start taking photos and like a photo could be very deceiving because all of a sudden uh, someone five feet 
from you looks like they're right over your shoulder or, you know, things like that. So to me, this is more of a lesson and either, well, maybe Nate will, is this done with being in the public eye, but it's just, this is more about optics than anything else. Mm-hmm. But we wish them the best and leave Nate alone because yeah. like, he, he unless Michelle states that he did something wrong, then it would be unfair for you to assume that he's done anything incorrect. Agreed. Should we move on to more breakup news? Yeah, let's do it. So, Katie and John have broken up. They have. And Katie posted on her Instagram on Monday saying she just put one line of text and it said statement colon, no, we aren't together. Mm -hmm. That was it. So then John posted and he added a little bit more context and said, as Katie stated earlier, we are no longer dating. The decision was not made lightly and it was obviously not an easy one to make. I love being able to share special moments with you all, the funny ones, the happy ones, the outrageous, embarrassing and heartfelt ones, but I don't know if it will ever get easier to share the sad ones. I appreciate every one of you that has supported us through this journey. We could not and would not be here without you. So he added the context because honestly, based on Katie's she was like the slide before she said that was her with an animal in her arms so like a lot of people were like is she joking that like she's not dating the like farm animal I don't know like it was just it was so vague yeah Yeah. so at least he added some context and clearly he's still a fan of Katie's because someone commented at some point and was like a troll was questioning like why Katie couldn't keep a partner and then John commented back quote I have never been so supported or unconditionally loved by a partner assuming and implying that Katie is doing anything wrong does not sit right with me nice of him yeah and update they were spotted at the San Diego County Fair on Thursday night um do we care who broke up with who as it relates to Katie's announcement it would seem if, like if she broke up with him and just and his posted heart was broken. that statement, it would be really rude, I think. Right? Yeah. If she was broken up with, maybe she's hurting. If she's broken up with, then she's like, fuck it, I'm not making another statement. Yeah, because I think when you are the one who's ending stuff, you have more incentive to try to construct a narrative and clarify what's happening. This is after the breakup? This is on Thursday. They went to the San Diego County Fair. Tammy, who's this also from Bachelor Nation, photo. posted it. Yeah. Look at this photo. You got some guy, I don't know who he is, arms around Katie. You got John over to the left. And maybe it's just like, again, take it out of context, but he looks like sad. John does look a he little looks sad. He a little sad. Yeah. Katie does not look Katie sad. Katie looks fine. She's in sunglasses. Uh, she has a guy have his arm, his arm around her shoulder. Don't know who that is or what that's about, but John does look like he's sad. Did they run into each other? Were no, like they were hanging out as a group. He kind of reminds me of that guy standing in the corner of the party meme where it's like, they don't know that. <laughs> yeah. She's just putting on a good face. It, it feels quick to me. If we got these statements on Monday and they were hanging out on Thursday night, that is a quick turnaround. Their dynamic started as, I guess, friends first. Yeah. And maybe they tried dating and maybe there was never really a hot emotional connection. And maybe they realized they are better friends. I don't know. Yep. Or maybe... John's doing the classic case of I'll just take what I can get. You know, a lot of people do that, right? You yeah. go on a breakup and if you're the one who's not happy with you didn't want the breakup and the person who broke up with you offered you friendship, you might be inclined to take it even if it's not what makes you happy. You do it out of sadness or desperation. And I'm mm. not suggesting he's desperate, but like we've all been there. Yeah, or honestly, it's just like good-natured lying to yourself and convincing yourself that you can kind of evade sadness. 
by being like, well, it's not over in all capacities. I can still have this person as a friend, even though. Yeah, I just hope that whoever broke up with who, that uh, both these people are empathetic and considerate to the other person's feelings. Her statement just annoyed me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, I guess, I mean, Katie's always done what Katie wants to do. And I guess, That's yeah, true. we don't need these like super formal, like PR copy and paste. I mean, she did that with Blake, no? They had the same copy and pasted, like super big PR statement. Like I said, it just depends on who ended it. If, yeah. if she ended it, I think it's rude. I mean, if, if he's heartbroken, it feels dismissive. A bit mm-hmm. crap. Yeah, yeah, rash. Wait, I have a question on the breakup statements. What is the workshop process like? Like, do you have a Google Doc where you go back and forth? <laughs> you like and each add to add it? edits? I don't know. I don't, I, want, I forgot what Vanessa and I did. I think we just kind of came up with it together. Is there like a template, like a form? Does batch so. is Bachelor like in, involved in that in any way? Warner uh, Brothers the, or no? Not really. So you can just announce your breakup at any time. Yeah, you don't need permission. I don't know. Not, we sign contracts. I don't know. Not to not to stay in a relationship. Okay. I'm wondering if you did a study of all of the breakup statement announcements, like which phrases would come up the most. It's with great sadness. Yeah. With great mutual sadness, but we're still, still mutual respect. We're still friends. Mutual respect. Yeah. Respect. I think in these, you really have to let six months is when we'll, we have to wait six months before we get any real tea. People start talking. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll still be here. We wish them everyone well in those situations. And um, Katie and Nate. I, like shout out to uh, Clayton and uh, Susie, still going strong. You know, we all loved uh, you know Michelle, our, our queen bachelorette, and Nate. You know, this beautiful couple we all were excited about, and we were so harsh and critical of Clayton and Susie. They are one of the most entertaining and cute couples on the internet, and they love each other. They're having the time of their lives time together, thriving. Susie's TikTok, Amazing. I love it. She's yeah, incredible. Oh, my word. Yeah. and 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 Clayton is just a, a willing. Supportive sidekick. It works. Clayton is down to hang. Yeah, we works. didn't get to see that side of him because he was being emotionally messy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it's just a lesson and let's just got to let these seasons breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. and uh, Let the dust settle. Let the dust settle before we start vilifying people. Well, on the topic of, you know how Nate had his final number 15 was two deuces emojis. I saw a tweet um, and it was, Kylie Jenner saying under oath that Black China would ominously send her, and then the the goblin emoji. The goblin? What's, what's uh, the goblin? Like one? the goblin. De- it's not the devil one because it's not the purple, the purple one. Devil? Yeah. It's uh, it's like a red one with. I'm googling sort it. Of a furry. Oh gosh. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I. She would just send it out of the blue. Well, yeah, she would ominously send that to Kylie Jenner, and the tweet was like, "That's what made me start using that emoji." And I was curious, like, what are people's what are people's most underrated emojis, favorite emojis? I try not to do too many emojis. I'm not sure you've ever sent us an emoji. You have. Have I? Yeah. What does he send? I feel good about myself that I haven't. I'm a white, I like, I, I like a white heart. So does Natalie. Natalie sends white hearts. I, I, Were you right influenced by each other? Probably. I, I was more influenced, I think, probably by her. Yeah. But a white heart is like, I love you, but. Not too much. Not red heart. We're not. Love we're you. not going full send. It's like, like with respectfully, I res- love you. Yeah, respectfully with love, like friends. With it's love a friendship and restraint. Love. Yeah. Do you send Natalie a red heart? Yeah. What's the tears of love? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I I send red hearts. Like I I reply to like some comments with red hearts, which is like uh like a it's a a love for a person. Whenever I see that, I always think about girls in concerts making the heart sign. 
at Justin See, Bieber. That with reminds their hands. me of Taylor Swift more than anything. Is that what people do? I I feel like it was a big thing in the 2000s. This was like Taylor Swift fearless era. This is the new was TikTok this. where people yeah. do the middle finger yeah. thing. Seen that? Why not a thumbs I'm, up? <laughs> I'm hip with the trends. So we're talking about desire. We're talking about things that are desirable, non-desirable. There's been a more recent research study building off of existing stuff that found the seven least desirable traits in partners. What are they? So, and I don't think these are in order. Unambitious. Hell yeah. yeah. I broke up with someone over that. Who? They're not, and they, uh, these aren't gender specific? No. If you're unambitious or lazy, mm-hmm. that can really bleed into other aspects of your relationship. Because then you're like unambitious to work on things or unambitious to go out of your way to do something that you don't feel like doing or unambitious to try a new thing or, or then... Yeah, and it's a really hard shortcoming to overcome because if you don't want to do something, if you don't at least have the desire or the something to make you crave better, that's really hard to create artificially versus if you're very disorganized or if you're other things that you can sort of have someone step in and help. But if you don't have that core want for something within you, then... Well, yeah, because like you could be dating someone who, let's say, is a bit disorganized, but maybe you're organized and you help them out and then they maybe excel at one thing that you are weak on, but like unambitious or laziness, that's a hard thing to be the person who's picking up the slack that that can really wear on. Yeah. Or even just like on a day to day basis, like if you're the type of person who like has a bunch of stuff and like likes to be busy and likes to work and likes to constantly have like, you know, juggling several things at once and then they're just fine not doing anything. That worries me. And of course, it's it's subjective, but I do think that's one of the most important areas of compatibility because either you view someone as lazy, which is a really hard way to look at someone you're supposed to love, or I think on the other side of things, if you have a partner who it's like you're never satisfied, you always want the next thing, you're always focusing on this yeah. new thing, like that's I think a disconnect. Your that ambition really levels hard. need to be somewhat in line. Yeah, for sure. compatible. Yeah, um, the I think next that's a big deal. The next one, hostile. Jesus. And shout out to Bullshit. Psychology Today for the line, being wicked, unfriendly, grumpy, or malicious is unlikely a successful tactic for securing a partner. Yeah, no shit. We'll, we'll file that under there, duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, filthy. Filthy. Which it's not the same as messy. No, it's not. Not the same. Not the same. Not the same. Messy is akin to clutter, filth is akin to Just, grime. Gr- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Arrogant? Isn't that like obvious? Yeah. That could also be filed under duh. That's, I hate when people are arrogant and cocky. Yeah. It's like one well, of my least I mean, favorite. Except that like cockiness and arrogance and confidence are often uh, confused and misinterpreted depending on one's uh, level of security within themselves. Yeah. So, and like a quiet confidence. Like, you know you can handle your own. You know you can, like, have a conversation. You're not, like, I hate when I feel like I have to, like, babysit someone at an event. I like when they can, like, they can handle their but own. Arrogance would, uh, I would file on, like, you feel like you constantly have to, like, pander to your partner to let them know, like, how awesome they are. Mm. Or they constantly talk about how awesome they are compared to other people. Like, if you're dating that person, that can get real. Yeah, because yeah. it's insatiable. You just have to feed, 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 like feed. Christ forever it also is one thing that the article says is uh although men might be less concerned about arrogance than their long or short-term partners relative to women Hmm. in a partner which i think 
I think in the way that sometimes men are socialized. I think something that men don't talk about a lot, that's something that bothers them, and I said this on a TikTok, is feeling like they're enough for anyone or their partners. I, I think often, and maybe it's, a, maybe it's a downside of societal's you know, society and toxic masculinity or whatever that we feel like we we shouldn't have to like compliment men or praise them. But I think a downside of that is you have some men feeling very insecure about themselves. And as a result, this projection of feeling insecure, you know, turns into this, what could be perceived as arrogance or cockiness because they, they're not, they're not feeling validated. And I think a lot of men often feel that way and and some of them are projecting it this way you know what i'm saying so i think as a result i think more women might notice it because women i think are more vocal and and open about wanting praise and needing you know words of affirmation where a lot of guys would be like i don't really need to hear how much i just deserve it or not or or, no or yeah or not even that or like they're just fine Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about like writing a nice note or something like that or, you know what I'm saying? But like, I do think, I think men need to hear that they're appreciated and that they, they like to hear that they're doing a good job from anyone. And I think a lot of men often aren't heard, don't hear that over time, whether it's to their partners or at work or just growing up. And I think that can lead to a lot of, say, a, a toxic response to that could be arrogance or, or cockiness. Well, the next one is clingy. And I think that's kind of related of it's I feel like there can kind of be a standoff that forms where I don't I think I maybe don't compliment my boyfriend enough because I don't want to come off as too. You will never be my thought of as clingy, clingy by complimenting your boyfriend. Clingy from a guy's point of view has more to, to do with like you giving the perception that you won't be okay without them like for five minutes, like the obsessively checking in. Yeah. Short of that, complimenting a guy is not clingy. Hey, I I think you're really great. I think that's so cool that you did that or asking them questions about their job or, you know, if they get excited about something they're interested in that you don't give a shit about, like, pretend to show an interest and be like, that's really cool. Are you kidding? I do that all the time. I'm not saying you don't, but like that's, well, I don't, I, I, no guy's ever going to ever get sick of that or think of it as clingy. I think it's just this idea of being kind of like fawning all over someone to me seems clingy. And I don't think it's particularly rational. I think it's more of, it's hard though when you like, you feel a certain way for someone you're like, I just want to tell it to you. (laughs) And you're like, I will hold it in. Like, my, I, I dated a girl in high school, so keep in mind, this is high school. And I remember her saying, I'll do anything for you. And I remember being like, we need to break up. Uh, <laughs> Too much. And walk away. Too yeah. much. Because like, you know, that was just like, that felt clingy. Like, I'll do anything for you. I don't need you to do ev- anything for me, you know? like, And that's different than making me feel good about myself. Yeah. You know, so like, definitely make men feel good about themselves. It will go a long way in your relationships. Totally. The next one is unattractive. Does it specify like physically, I'm assuming? Yeah, I think. Well, I think when I think of attraction, so much of it is physical. But I I think of it as physical, not just in the way that someone looks, but kind of the pull persona having a chemistry. Yeah, so vague. It's just like generally if you find them unattractive in any aspect, whether it's their personality or their face, that's a turnoff. Duh. 
Wait, but going off There's of that. There's some does in here. Going off of the attractiveness, I was looking at um, dating trends and like data that's been for 2022. And there is a trend that people are valuing emotional intelligence over physical attractiveness. So according to Match's annual Singles in America report, which is a report, emotional maturity has never been hotter they said this year, for the first time ever, there was a drop in singles preferences for physical attractiveness, while preference for partner traits like being open-minded and accepting increased. 83% of singles polled are looking for emotional maturity in a partner over physical attractiveness. Looks fade. Being a compassionate, progressive human doesn't. I will say, though, on the front lines as a matchmaker, a lot think of people... It's I think it's... Well, people say, people say that. <laughs> yeah, they say it. But, but they I don't mean what, it. I don't, yeah, how, my question was, how do we hold people accountable? The for, thing is, yeah. is that I think attractiveness is just a fundamental prerequisite. Yeah. for it's a, It doesn't matter how emotionally intelligent someone is, how aligned their life goals are. If they don't find them attractive, they won't want to see them again. You have a baseline yeah. of my, you know... But physical I think, attraction. I think what they mean is it's like, oh my God, does someone become a mega smoke show when they're I'm attracted to them and they're emotionally intelligent? Yeah, I think this is saying people are finally starting to consider. Yeah. Oh, I should probably... I heard a quote one time. I should time, probably consider this. I heard a quote one time that said, no one's perfect until you love them. Do we feel like that's true? Like if you get deep oh. enough into a relationship where you feel like you know enough about them to say, I love well, you, I, I've said some suddenly of, like they're the most attractive person. No one's perfect until you love their imperfections. Mm-hmm. Some, some I just thought maybe like you're you would find maybe you'd find them even more attractive in the rela- further into the relationship because you know other things about them. It builds the connection, and then you know, I think you feel like you're. Tr- yeah, I would actually argue. Yeah, no one's perfect until you've been on one date and are projecting all of the positive things about it onto them. I think it's easiest at the beginning when you have limited data, mm. but you have some really good data to construct this image of someone as very perfect, and the only imperfections or the drawbacks in the situation is you being anxious about whether or not they like you back. I think that creates a natural tension point versus once there is, you're on the same page about where you're going. Then it's like, okay, now the real fun starts because it's there needs to be some, I think, friction point in any given situation. Yeah. But I do think people are finally starting to take that in consideration. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how much actually being practiced versus at least being talked about. I think it is hot though. I think it's hot to talk about. Well, one question I ask everyone in matchmaking is how do you personally define emotional intelligence or what's mm, what an instance say? where you feel like someone has shown emotional intelligence to you? Um, do they say therapy? Not really. Ever, almost everyone says communication. One thing I remember someone sharing an anecdote um, was a guy saying, I remember I was dating this girl and I'd had this really frustrating day at work and I was talking her through it. And instead of saying what happened next, she said, and how are you feeling when that was happening? Which I think is a really, and he said it just, it it meant the world to him in that yeah. moment, getting to have the, that question. How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? What was that like? Totally. Boy, that, that must have must have been hard to deal with it. Like, what was that like? It's like the follow-up questions are yeah. really crucial. Yeah. And the open-ended ones mm-hmm. about really explicitly being like, I care about your emotional experience. Lay it out for me, and I will listen with interest. I watched a new show called The Old Man. It's really good. You should check it out. But there's a line in the show, and in the line, it's, it's about this guy who's, he was a spy, essentially. And he thinks he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, you like him, too. 
I really like the show because the whole story is about really like who is the good guy. And there's a line in in the story. He's on a, basically a date with a lady who got divorced, and she tells two versions of her divorce. And 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 the guy was like trying to make her feel better, but like, oh, you're not the villain in this story. Like he left you, or blah blah blah. And she goes, yeah, but like, no one's the villain in their own story. Totally. And I think that was that was like I thought that was such a amazing thing to say especially in these times that we're in i've also no one thinks they're yeah the bad guy in any given story whether it's you go on a date and you don't like you know you didn't have a good date or a relationship or maybe it's you're talking political conversations everyone thinks that they're right like righteousness is a is a potential like shortcoming. Yeah. Or I it's dangerous potentially. I think it, I would define my own insecurity as being panicked that I'm the villain. Like that's something I worry about a lot is if I'm secretly a bad person. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody has this tendency to really bias the world and surround themselves by friends who are going to gas them up and validate yeah. their perspective. Well, that's why you, that's why you work here because you have that self-awareness. <laughs> because you are the villain and we need one for no, the show. <laughs> no, because you have that. No, but you just, even the thought of it, even the curiosity of, could I be wrong? Could the, someone else be right where I'm wrong? Could I have done something better in this, any given situation? Like those questions people, should but often don't ask themselves is like basically you wondering if maybe you are a villain in any given situation and we've all been the villain you know we all are someone else's villain yeah or when you really do the work of trying to not be hypocritical like i do this a lot with driving where i'm like honestly have i been that car amanda have you been that car and Every time you flip someone off, like you've been that car. Yeah, I don't flip people off. I'm no, scared I'm saying they're gonna people. hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Yeah. Yes, you've been that car. You've been that person. You've been that bad dater. You've been, you know. And if the world has a, a little bit more, go it's ahead. a testament to people. It's something I, that's been popping up kind of in my friend group of like, if two people come to you and like recount a story when they when they were both there, but you weren't, there are certain people who do kind of this selective storytelling is what I've sure. been calling it, where they don't paint themselves as a villain. And then I can talk to someone else in a friend group and all of the details are included. And they'll be like, and then I shouldn't have done this, but I did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I would so much rather, like I'll still root for you if you're coming to me with the full story and you can say, I admit it, like when you messed up, as opposed to the taking out oh, all the- Oh, you trust people. Oh, yeah. exactly. I like to put yeah. in all the dirt. I'm like, yeah. I could have done this. Yeah. yeah. This is what I, I wouldn't have done that. I probably yeah. said this, probably put some off. Because it's really empowering when you can tell a story and be like, and then yeah. I did a little bit of fuck shit here. Because mm-hmm. it takes away this like protective, I need to be perfect all the time. And it's like, I'm admitting that I am flawed. And by and I want saying some feedback. that- Yeah. And by saying that in a setting with someone I love, it makes it less- nasty and something I'm running from and more of just like, okay, this is the reality of interacting with people. Yeah. It reminded me, like, well, on on Nask Nick, someone wrote... Questions with Nick? Questions with Nick, sorry. Someone wrote, why does my ex block me? Mm. But still looking at and still liking photos that I'm in with friends. Mm. And I responded, it was some version of like, well, maybe it's not all about you. Like, another version of the story is they just want to get over you. And that's why they blocked you to mm-hmm. protect themselves from like seeing pictures of you. And now they're liking photos, not because you're in it, but in spite of you being in it, they're indifferent to you being in it. So them liking you photos and you being blocked is a sign that they are actually moving on, not the opposite. 
And just the fact that you're probably ruin this person's day. Yeah, because the fact that they're trying to interpret the tea leaves of that just shows that. But yeah, it's it's good to know that like our perception of a situation can be drastically like manipulated by our desires for the outcome of that situation, especially when that desire is to feel like we're the good guy. Totally. Something to be mindful of. Something to be. Anyways, the old man on Netflix on, on FX. It's really good. Check it out. Final trait was abusive. Yes, another duh. Wild yes. into duh. Of course, of duh. course, of course. Right. Um, quickly before we get to our office hours caller, so the new Elvis movie was released. Exciting. I haven't seen it yet. Haven't uh, me neither. Seems to be getting some good reviews thus far. Okay. Gritty biopic, but there is a video. Um, He's just kissing. He's kissing, kissing, kissing. The ladies are flocking. They are coming up for it, though. My question was: I hope this is like a eighteen-year-older audience. It was the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. It was 1970. <laughs> but my question is, one, is there any musical artist who you would rush the stage? Well, who could pull this off? Who could pull this off? And, and in 2022, who could get a what no male one can pull this off could, in artist could get away no one can with pull it making off in out with a bunch of fans? People would line up like this for Harry Styles, Harry but Styles Harry could, wouldn't do it. I think he could pull it off. Though. But he wouldn't do it. Why not? Because he's like a respectful king who's like, trying to reverse I feel like these very like um misogynistic stereotypes that's why he did like the Vogue cover in the dress like I feel like he's just yeah, known yeah, I for I get that he's breaking the yeah. norms but why is making out with people misogynistic No I don't think they're like one and the same I just don't think he would it's take the, he wouldn't do the risk of being an F boy He wouldn't take you think that it's risk F boy energy Yes But let me paint a different picture since we're talking about alternative realities Okay What if Harry Styles Front row, there's a, a couple of women who just down on their luck, just haven't been feeling their, their best selves. They figured, fuck, I'm going to go see Harry Styles. I'm going to try to make myself feel better. And lo and behold, Harry Styles decides to throw a little tongue a couple ways to some of these women who just, or maybe even a guy. I don't know. Maybe he's there to spread love to anyone who wants to feel it. These people who are just like, just they're not feeling themselves. They're just not, they're not as confident as they, they used to be a bit of a funk. in a little funk, and all of a sudden they get to make out with Harry Styles, and all of a sudden they go home feeling a little bit more, you know, confident and secure. They start, you know, focusing on themselves and investing in themselves. They maybe they take a class or go back to school. They always talked about doing that because, like, I've made out with Harry Styles, and they went and got like their their law degree because they always <laughs> thought about doing that. They're in night school. They're learning second languages, and now they're like take over <laughs> the world because they got to make out with Harry Styles. You don't think that could like positively affect someone's life? I think it absolutely could. But I think part of the reason that it would be so special is because it would feel unprecedented. And I think if you knew an artist, that was their big moves, that they walked through the concert. Sure. I mean, Elvis made out with the whole room. But let's say Harry only Picks made you out, out, with, out of a crowd. He, he just made out with five people. Like a one less lonely girl at Justin Bieber concert. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, 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 I yes, don't. yes. Okay, so for the Justin Bieber song, One Less Lonely Girl, there was a tradition at concerts. He would pick one girl from the audience who would he would serenade on stage and give flowers to. The most coveted position. Hey, can we the look world. these women up? Where are they now? Where, the, <laughs> the less lonely girls. Where are are they? That, but what if, countering your point... What if that is... They peaked too soon. Exactly. Yeah. 
and they go in, they spiral. They've just been monsters ever since. Exactly. <laughs> like demanding their friends do all the work for them. How, it's like at every Did you dinner. make out with Justin Bieber? Well, I did. And then so all you their go friends, get my soft drink. All their friends leave them. Yeah. Then they don't have anyone. I want to do a Where Are They Now with all the women who got to kiss if Justin Bieber. If you were Bieber. serenaded by Justin Bieber at a concert, please email there was us. There kissing? At asknick at castmedia.com. <laughs> Cast with a K. <laughs> Sorry, Helly. I'm speaking we I wanna, feel like that was your like lawyer. Like if you or someone you know has met Sophie want, like, Leoma. A panel underneath we want to hear. Number. We want to hear from you. Also, just I know we are texting office hours is here, but you know the the like he's at eight, but like he yes. snorkels. <laughs> are you okay? She's a ten, but she hawks a loogie yeah. on my. <laughs> She's a 10, but she makes wildly disgusting bodily noises. Uh, <laughs> but the, the 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 woman who apparently made, like, I came up with a TikTok of the woman who made it, who, like, you know, she kind of in a funny way is like, how do you be famous? And apparently she, she follows me on TikTok. She listens to our show. She was trying to get me or call her daddy to have her on as a guest. I, I commented, but I don't know if we'll have her as a guest. What, what would you talk? What would we talk to her about? Should we zoom in? Like, I'm guessing it would be the how she came up with the idea. Also, yeah. phenomenal though. Also, the ones she's seen. Like, what mm. are the best ones on the oh, internet well, that she's, she's aware of? Because yeah. there are some good ones out there. Her name's uh, Leah Woods. Uh, so, Leah, congrats! That's a what an pretty cool. It's a world phenomenon. It took over a the internet. A global sensation. Truly, yeah. Wow. We'll see what she does with this success mm-hmm. so uh texas off hours let's get to it and after stay tuned for part one of the bachelor men's bio breakdowns with elise guilfoyle how's it going it's good thanks i'm christina and i'm 30 years old hi christina how can we help i would like your help with asking out my chiropractor on a date Ooh, tell us about so. this uh back-breaking hottie <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you some context. It should be quick. So I started seeing this chiropractor as a patient back in March, and I was referred to this practice by a friend. So gotcha. I didn't know anything about the practice or the doctor. And so, so when I you first walked in, in set the stage, were you like, were you immediately taken back or was this like a slow, slow build? Oh, no. Like I'm waiting in the private room for my, the, the consultation to start and he walks in and he's so fucking hot. I was very flustered. And like we were going through my health history and I was getting very like bashful. I was like, this is, this is private information. <laughs> he's like, no, but, but I'm your chiropractor. He's like, I'm your chiropractor. He was very professional. I have to say he like, there was no, he, I could not tell on his end whether or not he thought I was attractive or not. It's very like, this is going to be a gamble when I sent him a text. So we're going through the whole health history and we do x-rays and the whole nine yards. And at the end of the health history, he goes to give me like the prices and the packages. And I say to him, do I get a discount because my birthday is coming up? And he says, oh, how old are you turning? And I said, I'm going to be 30. And I said that for two reasons. One, I wanted to kind of break the patient doctor dynamic. And I also wanted him to know my age because people tend to think I'm a lot younger than I am. So he says, how do you think he is? I'm guessing he's around my age. He has a full beard. It's like a full fledged beard. Um, And he, he's definitely not in his twenties. He's definitely not in his forties. So he's somewhere in the 30 range. 
Okay. I think he graduated not too long ago from chiropractic school. Okay. Okay. So he's early, he, he early could, 20s, late, maybe. I would early, say late 20s, late 20s probably. 20s, yeah. Late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. Yeah. So right around like the age where I would date him. Does he have his own practice or is he an associate at another? He has his own practice. It's his practice. Oh, so yes. that, that takes a little bit of time. It takes too. some time. Yeah. I'm going to guess mid 30s. I agree with that. So he now knows I'm 30 and he asked what I'm doing. And I said, uh, I'm going to Hotel Irwin in Venice. And uh, he's like, oh, nice. I don't think I've been there. And then he says, okay, I'll give you a free adjustment on your birthday. Come back in on Friday. So I come back in on Friday. And the thing about chiropractic work is it takes like five minutes. He adjusts me. I'm very familiar with a chiropractor. Yeah. Okay, good. So I go in on my birthday and I don't remember if anything significant happened. I was in and out. It was a very busy time. There were a lot of patients in the office. So I haven't seen him since March. Did you get dressed for, up? I wear like a sports bra that like shows off my boobs and I'll put on makeup that's like natural. My hair is done sort of similar to like the way my hair is now. Okay. Yeah. But you so definitely, definitely like you, on, you when you went to this birthday adjustment, you. I looked good. You're like, you, yeah. Right. But like good, but yeah. like not trying. Not trying. It exactly. was coordinated, it was, though. Yes. Every exactly. every oh, yeah, every that. piece was well thought out. Well thought out, okay. but I definitely tried to make it look like I didn't sure. try. <laughs> yeah. No. We, I hear you. Okay. So I go back on my birthday. I get adjusted. I leave, and I haven't seen him since then, except for when I went in the other day. And he sees me for the first time, and he gives me a big smile, and he lights up, and I kind of lit up too. And I said, "Hey, how's it going?" And he said, "I haven't seen you in a while." And he looks up at my chart. And he goes, oh, March. Wow, it's been a really long time. He's like, oh, that's right. It was your birthday. And I said, yeah, good memory. And then he says, are you still playing volleyball? And I said, yeah, actually, I have an injury. I really want you to look at it. And so he adjusts my shoulder, gives me stretches to do. And at the very end, I'm like, there's time is running out. I have like, there's like, I can't make lemonade out of this. Like, there's nothing to, time is running out. And so I was like, what are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? But at this point, he's like right on to the next patient. And yeah. it's important to like note that the adjustments happen in an open area. So there's no privacy. So there, there are patients all around us. And so I don't know if I should ask him out in person or via Instagram DM. And that's kind of what I want your help. Okay. With. That was my next question. Like, how do you, how are you going to text this guy? Well, I friended him on Instagram no, back in March. I mean, I don't know if you would approve of that, but I friended him and he accepted. He accepted so. that. Yeah. Did he follow back? He did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Did he like any of your photos? No, he didn't like anything. He's not active on it. He doesn't post to his stories. All right. So what do we, I think we DM. Well, first off, you I want to ask, have you done any research on specifically your state's laws regarding doctor and patients? Mm. Because it does I... vary state to state. Certain ones, it's, it is prohibited and against their license to date patients. Some states have a rule where you can't sure. be a patient for two years before anything happens. That's wait, a good wait, question. So like, no, I haven't, I haven't done that, but I, I mean, I can find another chiropractor. I'm not set on him being mine. No, I are you just, saying I that really even if she him. fired him as a chiropractor, he would have to wait two years to date her? Some states say that. With chiropractors, though? They're doctors. So it just depends. It can be state to state. I asked, I just asked my friend who's a chiropractor. She said they're not allowed to, but it could vary state to state. She's in the South, so it might be different. So even if he, even if we send something and he turns you down, just so you know, there could be many reasons for that, including him not wanting to lose his license potentially, especially if he has his own practice. You've only had how, how many adjustments? Three. Hmm. So I could build rapport, but I don't, 
I don't go often enough. My friend recommended you find a different chiropractor and then ask him out. And then tell him I found another chiropractor? Yeah, but like if he's not going to go out with her. Well, you want to shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be able to still, like, let's say you get rejected for whatever reason. Yeah. Are you still going to go to him? Of course. I don't care. I mean, I don't mind being rejected. I don't necessarily want to do it in the open area where everyone is. You might as well get adjusted by a hottie. Exactly. Yeah. Then, yeah. To Allie's point, there might be lots of reasons why he can't. But yeah, I think you slide. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Might as well. I think it's something like good news, bad news. Bad news, I'm going to have to find another chiropractor. Good news, that means we can go on a date now. I like that. That's bold. Yeah. You might as well be bold. I, I, yeah, I, I would send that. I mean, that's not out of character. Or why don't we flip it? I, good news, bad news. Start with the good. Like, why don't you be like, like, I don't know if you've talked about anything that you like have in common or any places that are like near yeah. the office. You could say, good news, I found this place with like spicy margs or like I found this cute coffee shop. Bad news, I might need to find a new chiropractor. Like, I feel like it's weird to start mm. with the bad news and then go to good news. <laughs> no, but you got to hit them with the why is it bad? Why are you looking for... A new mm. chiropractor. Or is but it then as I simple actually as... have to find a new chiropractor. And I could potentially get rejected and still go to him and be That's able to true. get adjusted by a hottie. He might not want to see you after this. He might not, right? It's possible. I doubt it. Could she just do something as simple as, hey, like, found this new place. Would you want to go check it out next weekend or something? Of course she could say yeah. that, but that's not fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, yeah, you want a little playfulness. I think you want yeah. some confidence. Yeah. Like, I think you do, you're hitting on a, a an attractive chiropractor. You're, I doubt you're the first patients who have been like, oh, hot, dreamy, dreamy. like yeah. everyone wants a hot doctor. And yeah. a hot chiropractor, how functional. Right? Oh my God, to have a partner who's a chiropractor, that's a dream. That's a- I know, because it's very hands-on. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Well, you're, you're not, I, okay, so that's. I, I, a lot of the stuff that's coming to mind for me is sexual, which I think is probably not the I think route. we stay away from the sex. I think we want to keep it flirty. Yeah, flirty I, I but like not the, sexual. hey, bad news. I think I need to find a new chiropractor. Or, then, or what if what if you just sent the message, do you want me to start with the good news or the bad news? And then see oh, what he says. True. And then. I, like I could start with like, hey, I have good news and bad news. Yeah, because yeah. the only problem with, I like your idea, it's playful, but they don't have an open line of communication. Mm. So right. it really just like, this could mean anything to him. So let's not like yeah. rattle his cages by suggesting mm-hmm. she actually has some potentially bad news. Well, that's And he could read it and be like, oh, fuck, what? Well, that's when, <laughs> That's a good point. But then he responds and the line is open. I think also we could throw we'll a try little... to scare him into a date. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want him to be excited I about it. I desperately you know? need your help! Exclamation point. Um, well, what about an emoji to soften the, like a, a playful little emoji? No, it's all in one message. It's like, hey, I have some bad news. I need to find a good, a new chiropractor. Do you have any good recommendations? Don't ask for recommend. No, that's too much. Well, <laughs> Take not. the question out. You, you can have the question. You can not have the question. What's the good news? That you want to go on a date with him. Do I say it like I? Now we can go on a date or good news is. I know because it's weird to just start with bad news. I might need to find a new chiropractor. I don't think so. <laughs> I just think it's confusing. <laughs> You're asking him out on a date. I don't think you wait to send the good news. I think you send it. I agree about that. I think it should yeah. all be in one. Oh, yeah. So he opens it up and he sees a message that says bad news. I need a new chiropractor. And his first reaction is like, what? And then, oh, she wants to go on a date with me. 
And if he likes her, then he'll think it's funny or playful and confident. Yeah. And if he can't or does isn't interested, he just either way, he's going to give you the I can't date a patient. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you, you ready? That's going to be the response regardless. If You're he doesn't ready. want to. She's if, pulling out her phone. If he doesn't want to or can't, that will be the response. We will never know what the real reason is. Yeah. Or you could say... Good news is I found this new like place with spicy margaritas or something. Yeah. You know. Bad news. I but might I'm, need to find I'm a new I'm dying to take you to. Yeah. That's what I think starting with the good news no, is actually Allie, you've lost that battle. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually Ali, I might agree with Allie on this one. But it's why why is it good news? I don't know. I like the bad news. Because we're starting with the conclu- we're starting with the result of the date before we've even brought because the it, canon it, of the it date it on the stage. The curiosity. Okay. Mentally. Are we are we definitely locked into the good news, bad news framework? No. Because what if it no. was like, hey there? But I, I think psychologically reading it, again, someone she barely knows, has almost no rapport with, and she's like, Good news, I found this place we can go. Huh? Yeah. But the joke is, like, hey, I need a new chiropractor. He's going to be like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, she wants to go on a date with me. Like, how like, you're taking this bad news and turning it into, like, exciting news, potentially, if he, like, has the hots for her. All right. You're the guy. We'll trust you. I think your focus is on I'm a confident person who likes you. And a confident, and if he likes you, he'll like that you're confident. And either he's not interested or he can't, and he will blame it on, like, oh, I can't date my patients. Hope that you can still work together. It'd be like, I will. And then you can say... Your follow-up should be like, if, if the only way I can get your hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> and you accuse me of going sexual. <laughs> uh, it's like, I'll let you work on me all good. you want. <laughs> if the only way I can get your hands on me is in your office, then fine. <laughs> I actually think that's pretty good. I think it's oh good. I do. I think I, you have my blessing to send that as a follow-up if he turns you down. So It's funny. He'll laugh. And then you show up and then you don't talk about it. Right, and then the, and then three months later, bada bing, bada boom, because I think you're planting the seed, regardless of whether he says yes now. Oh, and then you make the joke, and then you follow up, be like, in all seriousness, if 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 you're uncomfortable with it, I can find someone else, but I'm more than happy to. Okay, I like that disclaimer at the end. Yeah, at the end, but let let the joke marinate. You probably won't even have to have the disclaimer. Like like, just find, figure out how playful he is. Yeah, that's true, because it's all been very professional up until this point. I don't know how. And he might not be playful. Wait, are we positive he doesn't have a girlfriend? Well, that's why I added him on Instagram. He doesn't look like he has one. Yeah. You're still allowed to ask someone out if it's unclear. Okay, the final. All right, so bad news. I think I might need a new, I think I might need to find a new chiropractor. Yeah. Good news is, do you have a place you'd want to take him? I mean, there's plenty of date spots around. I don't have one in mind, just say it, there's this place. There's I know this cool new place. I want to take you for drinks. Yeah. And then if he like says, "Oh, sorry, I'm a doctor. I'm not allowed, or I don't date my patients." I hope that you don't need to still find a new chiropractor. And then you say, "If the only way I can get your hands on me is in your office, then fine." That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Just for fun. What if the first message was? Is there any way to get your hands on me that are no that are no 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 I'm putting my foot down (laughs) too much it really depends it could be a home run with the right person yeah after all those twenty dollar copays I think it's time for you to buy me a drink (laughs) oh the worst part is is he's gonna definitely like leave you on scene for like a half a day until he figures out 
because he might be like he might see this like in the middle of a in between session sessions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and there's a good chance he'll leave you on red regardless i mean i see him next in a few weeks but it's so. fine because you even if he doesn't respond i'll be in the office soon. all right you're gonna have to let us know do I, oh i will let you know no exclamation points just periods no. right yeah yeah no exclamation points Okay, bad news and good news. Bad news is I think I might need to find another Cairo, but the good news is I know this cool place I want to take you for drinks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a really solid. Wow. That's okay. a good one. Well done. I'm going to send it. <gasps> Ready? <gasps> yes. Send. Go. Three, two, one. Sent. Yay! We're excited to find out yeah. what, what he says. Me too. I just want her to be posted. able to deliver that hands on, on me line. <laughs> oh my God. It's I hope I can send that one. All right, we'll see. Thank you, guys. Let us know. Good luck. And now it's time for Elise Guilfoyle and part one of the Bachelorette Men Bio Breakdowns. Elise. Hello. Welcome back. God, it feels good. feels good to be back. People have been highly anticipating the bio breakdown of the new men fighting Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. Rachel and Gabby's hearts. And we couldn't think of a better person to do it with. To break down this high school musical cast. Than you. So we're going to do like maybe the first uh, three or four or five. Mm-hmm. And then you all get to listen to the rest of this next week with me, Elise, and the gang. So just a little preview, a little sampling. Little tease. I know people are excited. Have you looked much at the bios? I perused. You perused. I forget how in-depth they are with, like, the nonsense. Uh, so I was like, I feel like I'm more familiar with the ones at the top, but then I, you know, then I got I got through some of them. All right. Well, let's not hold back. Let's. Mm-mm. Should we start from the top? Let's really <laughs> shame these men. No. All right. Let's judge these men. Just disclaimer. Yep. This is here for, we don't know them. We're, we're, I'm sure they're lovely people. It's all fun and games. If you're their aunt listening to the show, don't take it personally. I'm sure they're great, great people. Thinking of them as characters. People have said mm-hmm. worse about me. All right. Are we going, is this alphabetical order? It is alphabetical order. Okay. Alec. We're just getting into it. Yeah. Alec, 27. Okay. Occupation, wedding photographer. Okay. Okay. Susie okay, gender norms. Susie, yeah. <laughs> Good looking. All right. We kind of did the picture bios. Yeah. So should we read Are these already the new? full? These are well, new these are pictures. their official pictures. These are, Last time we were going through like random. This is like random like outside their Yeah, because yeah. some of them were like terrible quality. <laughs> some some look like they got kidnapped and it was like a hostage photo. Correct. Alec, these are much better photos than what they made us take. Alec is looking stunning. Yeah, he's Alec's a, glowing. He's a, he's a he's a sexy man. I mean, also as like a wedding photographer, like you know your angles, mm-hmm. you know what's flattering. You know how like a lot of guys will pick up a guitar because at the end of the day they just want to meet women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many dates I've been on where they're like, "Do you mind if I?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna head out so bad." How many? The answer is always yes. I do mind. Yeah. <laughs> I actually mind heavily. Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Alec always wanted to be a wedding photographer, or not to be a cynic. Is it possible mm. he thought this would be a great way to meet women? Mm. I mean, that's and I say this is someone who's been on the Bachelor uh, show a handful of times, so I include myself in this. But 
you can't put it past someone who's willing to go on the bachelorette to find love is mm-hmm. someone who also might be willing to be a wedding photographer to meet women. Alec is a self-proclaimed lover boy. Oh, yeah. There's like bi- <laughs> there's like bile. Now we know. Now we, now we know he definitely. I want to see some of his <laughs> wedding photos. He's charismatic, athletic, funny, and why lie? He still- loves being the center of attention. Don't <laughs> lie, ABC. Is it still self-proclaimed? And the lover boy was the the quoted element. Alec describes marriage as sacred, and he isn't interested in settling for anything less than his true soulmate. He is looking for a passionate woman who can match his drive for success and hustle alongside him to the very end. Alec is very much a go-getter, and in order for love to go the distance, he needs someone on the same wavelength. He says that once he's committed, he treats his partner like royalty. Alec... Let us introduce you to two queens. It's really upsetting all around. I think <laughs> it's just Tell us more, also the least. fact that it's like once he's committed, once. he treats her like before right? that he treats her Shit. like didn't fucking that, garbage. Didn't that have a sense of like that that this that this is a this is a fuckboy paragraph? Yeah, this, this is really kind of the Sparknotes version. Earn it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do think, I don't know if we're getting to the fun facts, but the fact that his number one fun fact, I know they set them up for this. Like, I know that they asked them these things, but nothing makes Alec happier than a fresh haircut. Nothing at all. And when we get more into these, some of these guys, what they say, like, nothing makes them happier is quite concerning because it's like <laughs> family, maybe going to a bowling game with friends. Like, there are other things that could make you, like, happy. That's odd to me. A fresh haircut. Nothing like a fresh fucking haircut. He once worked as a DJ at a roller rink. I Okay, that is a fun fact. That's, that's, that's one sir. of the few fun facts that, in this package. Correct. That elevates his status. Are these his photos? I found him. He's oh. got he's very good. He's good. He's very good. Oh my god, he loves the dip. The dip and kiss. I will say when you Google his business's name, the title is it's the Google like tagline, which he would have designed with the website designer unless he did it himself, says Best photographer in Texas. So he really is confident. I, I mean, they're good photos. They're good. It's giving me some like Southern vibes, yeah. you know, the truck and the Yeah, flowers sure. I mean, and... like, I'm just saying. Look, he seems like he's ca- talented. Yeah. Yeah. For the guy who like played the, gu- like, at least he can play the guitar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least. Yeah. I still think he did it to pick up chicks. I mean, that's like a that seems like a romance movie, like the wedding videographer, like a modern yeah. day thing. Very Classic. talented though. Good for him. Good job, Alec. If Alec could travel back in time, he would go back to the eighteen hundreds and be an outlaw cowboy. Is he fuck my boy. soulmate? Fuck boy, Is he fuck my boy, soulmate? I wanted nothing more than to travel west as a young <laughs> child. I had a bonnet and everything. <laughs> I had a bonnet and everything. There's an easier way of being a, a bad boy. A bonnet and a dream. Oh, no. Yeah, that's something. But I will say it's better. There's a guy later. I don't know who will hit. And he's... We're going to hit them I, all. Oh, good. Okay. I, I yeah, do, maybe not this episode. I do think that he said if he could travel back, it would be to the 90s, which is... That's terrible. Odd and, and, and strange, and it gives me pause. <laughs> is that because uh, I saw the sign hit number one on the charts like 15 weeks he in a row? He just wanted to be there for that moment. It's like any time. I think he was fucking born then, yeah. probably. He's like 23. He's like, I'd love to be... Like, what? It's very odd. Sure. Should we move on to... Any lasting comments? Even. No, we're moving on. Yeah. For some reason, I got an Avon energy. Interesting. Also beautiful. He's stunning. I yeah. think Avon goes far because I've seen some sneaky sneak photos. That mm-hmm. is it. That, that. And he's goes 
It's a very far. charming, soft smile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's hot. That, that's a guy who just knows how to... I, I don't know if I can pull off that soft smile. Like, that's an effortless, sm- soft smile. God. He's just like throwing it away. Yeah, he looks like he's like a dad at his like six-year-old soccer game on the sidelines. Sales executive, pretty, pretty standard. Pretty stuff. standard. Yeah, his uh, life is fueled by passion. Oh boy! <laughs> Cheers. Okay. Awesome. Because what else would it be fueled by? Yeah. <laughs> the the fucking grind. Yeah. <laughs> he wants a Misery. woman to grind with him <laughs> I and rise say, up. If his life is fueled by passion, I don't know if sales executive. It's like he sells insurance, and his life is fueled <laughs> by passion. Whether he's slaying the sales game at work or hooping on the weekend, Avon slash Avon slash who knows, puts his heart into everything he does. He tries to approach love with the same mentality, but has yet to find his perfect match. Avon wants a woman who is loyal, honest, and able to organically bring out his fun side. She should love to travel as much as he does and will value quality time together above all else. Avon wants to build a meaningful relationship that goes deeper than the surface. And when he meets the right one, he is ready to put it all out there if it means means finding his forever fun facts Avon enjoys slow dancing hate that I don't believe that hate that I find that hard to believe Avon allows himself to eat out only once a week okay I was half paying attention and I <laughs> clocked back in and that I was, was really scary it doesn't specify it that doesn't was my specify. that was my one highlight I was like absolutely like not to eat out what <laughs> and Avon is a Yahtzee champ and describes his play his gameplay as intense Anyone who describes their Yahtzee as intense, I have questions. What, what makes him a champ? Like, did he... Um, Is there some sort of, yeah, like, championship actual, thing to go to? You can't self-proclaim. Does, did he, like, game, did he win game night? Yeah. How is he a champ? I, I do have the app Yahtzee Addict on my phone, so maybe he's just... Maybe you and Avon. <laughs> you guys could be something we'll special. we play Yahtzee together. <laughs> I'll head west with the um, other guy. That's what I call yeah. a full house. The uh, allows himself to eat out once a week is a bit of a red flag. It's scary. Allows yeah. that verb. That makes I me don't think like, like his whole fridge is just meal prep. If after he doesn't allow prep. himself mm-hmm. to do something, imagine what he's going to allow his partner to do. He's a chicken and rice guy for lunch every day, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And I mean, he looks great, but I, I, he's, he's. Maybe there's some sadness behind that beautiful smile. Oh. Of uh, he just, just wanted a nugget. Yeah, yeah. He just wants. He's some. starving. <laughs> 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 he's so hungry. You just cover uh, up his smile and he does look a little sad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, the I, eyes. sad eyes. I understand that they all the like the I'm assuming most of these are gonna include some version of like, I just want someone who brings out the best to me and I won't settle for anything but the truest of loves. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but be like Would you settle for a few million Instagram followers? Yeah, right. You're you're going on the right phone. What do we think like, about that? I just want one bio to be like, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like what if your bio was like, I just wanted to travel the world and yeah. see what freaking happens. Yeah, that'll come out later in the thing, yeah. you know. All right. Be like, I do think, Avon, just by that smile alone, he has to really fuck up his personality. Mm-hmm. Should we also say if we think Gabby or Rachel will be more likely to gravitate mm. towards? I know nothing about their types. I feel like Avon and Rachel, if we're going back to Avon, but I don't know. Yeah, he, he has some like charisma to him. I, fe- I feel like he'll go far. Who is more susceptible to being fuckboyed, Gabby or Rachel? I feel like Gabby. Really? I, I feel like Rachel. Really? I was going to say Rachel. If Alec is a fuckboy mm-hmm. and he's the, being the wedding photographer, and, he, and I think Rachel really loves love. That's, and, that's mm-hmm. true. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
I think the wrong guy could really make Rachel believe that he believes all the things that she wants to believe in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think she could be duped by someone. I think Rachel seems to really love love, and mm-hmm. you, she kind of has a traditional wants to be romanced kind of old soul to her. And I think because I think like Gabby might be more willing to ask follow up questions mm-hmm. and check. I also in. think we saw a side of Gabby around the fantasy suite time where she yeah. was talking to Clayton. She had that conversation. She said, "Yeah, you know, I want you to go out and you know." basically have these experiences with the other women, she encouraged him basically to spend the night with the other women, which was very yeah. much not Rachel and not Susie. So I think in that way, she stood out as kind of more of the, meh, sleep around, do what you want to do. Like she just has that energy more. Like if if uh, if Rachel met a Brandon from Michelle season who wasn't really a Brandon, but mm. pretended to be a Brandon. Yeah, you know what I'm game over. I did think that Rachel in her season was like so quickly, when I didn't even see the spark between them yet, was like, I'm falling in love with mm-hmm. you super fast. So I, yeah, I mean, that could be risky, especially when all these guys are going to lead. So I just feel like Rachel is probably, in, I forgot that Gabby has her um, like granddad or dad mm-hmm. who was very, and and I think she has a little bit of grit to her because of that. All right. Okay. Number three, Brandon. Brandon. I already hate a guy that spells his name incorrectly. Brandon. <laughs> I mean, it's his name. I feel like he is giving me guy that like at the bar would like make me like just hang near my friends a lot kind of energy. It, maybe it's the maybe it's the suede jacket situation, maybe it's the smile. I'm I'm he not like bracelet. He also I don't think looks 23. He looks like a grown yeah. man. Yeah. He does. And I think he might have been he's probably been using that to his advantage for years. I think stylish guys sometimes I'm just a little more wary of. He loves Disneyland and goes every year for his birthday. Oh, that He's was again adult. my one highlight. But like, only if he goes flag. once a year. That's not a Disney adult. If you go once a year, if you go every year for your birthday, you're a Disney adult. If that is your yeah. activity of choice that's on your hardcore. birthday, that's quite scary. Not for me. Give us that bio, Amanda. Well, so he's 23. He's a bartender. And the first line of his bio is, Brandon may be on the younger side, but he is emotionally mature beyond his years and is ready to find the one. You're a bartender. Well, let's not, let's not disparage bartenders. I think I that's a great dis- way to grow up fast is to be... Good bar- at talking to good people. Good talking and you, you meet a lot of people. You could be a bartender that's engaging with a lot of different types of personalities. I just think if you're bartending at 23, like that stage of, and I'm with zero shade, but that stage of life is not like you're staying out late and it's not usually like the lifestyle of bartending is not super conducive. with like. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I don't know if emotional maturity has necessarily anything to do with whether you like the job that you have. And I do think being a bartender could elevate your emotional maturity. Also, I would argue, okay, so he's 23. It gives you the He could either be to... out late at night as a bartender, probably sober, working and making really Bartenders good money. Bartenders are not sober. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going <laughs> to hey. double down on this too much. <laughs> but I'm saying he could also be like at a club drinking vodka cranberries. And that I think is less mature than actually having a job. I, I just say, all I'm saying is, being a bartender doesn't disqualify you from being mature for your age. I feel like we'll know episode one pretty quickly what his, they could have asked him, do you feel like you're emotionally mature? Or he is a self-proclaimed emotionally mature guy, which always stresses me out when they're like, no, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm way wise, like way wiser above my years or that's the expression. That's how you say that. I think anyone who is like, 
describing themselves as emotionally mature beyond their years when they're 23. Like I, I would have probably even like I wouldn't have said that when I was 23. A former college athlete, Brandon is no stranger to putting in the hard work in order to achieve success. He says he's an open book. And once he finds the right woman, he is not afraid to put himself out there in the name of love. Brandon's perfect match is thoughtful, independent, and supportive. Okay, love those descriptors. He describes himself as very adventurous, so he hopes to find someone who will say yes to whatever comes their way alongside him. One thing he is definitely ready to say yes to, a rose, of course. <laughs> Ladies, the ball is in your court. Oh, gosh. Do they write these? They, I can't tell. Them. I think there's no way these guys are writing all of this. No way. But why are they like this? Brandon is terrified of slugs. How interesting. That's okay. something. Is he that... loves to go to the batting cages. I, I will say his, his description, besides the emotionally mature beyond his ears, seems pretty normal to me. He seems, at first thing, his picture, the, the outfits, is scaring me a little bit. But he could, be, he, could be, he could be all right. I think he'd be all right. I think he might surprise people for actually being mature for his age. All right, last one. Chris? 30, mentality coach, oh. Redondo Beach. It's giving Carl, Carl. immediately. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Chris is an extremely- Mentality coach? Yes. Chris is an extremely driven person and has accomplished a lot in his life. Professionally, he knows what his goals are and exactly what he needs to do to accomplish them. But when it comes to love, the journey is just beginning. Chris is looking for someone ambitious, compassionate, and secure. She should support Chris as he chases his goals, but also work hard to accomplish the goals she has for herself. He needs a woman who will love him for the hard worker he is and not complain as the two of them work together toward All right. greatness. I, here's what Chris I'm, is like, shut the fuck up. I want I want to compare the last two, and I I do think that someone at ABC or Warner Brothers is is making these sound like nice, but I think they are taking the words that these men have written down. And I want to point out a couple of different things I've noticed between Brandon, mm -hmm. our emotionally mature bartender, and Chris, our thirty year old mentality coach. Uh, Brandon's perfect match is thoughtful. Independent and supportive, he describes himself as himself as very adventurous. So he hopes to find someone who will say yes to whatever comes their way alongside him. Hopes. Mm -hmm. Chris, on the other hand, Chris is looking for someone ambitious, compassionate, and secure. She should support Chris as he chases his goals. Also, she has to work hard to accomplish the goals that she has for herself. Please read Chris's fun facts. You're going to die. But you get what I, no, but I will. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I think that Brandon wrote, I hope that she has this. And I think Chris actually wrote, the girl I end up with should, should. and have needs this. to. And yeah. needs to. And I think there's a huge distinction between like how these two treat women. I'm going to take Ooh. back my Brandon comments. <laughs> we could be wrong, could be right. We'll find out. I love it when they say what all this Chris, what is Chris's really important stuff, really important about the journey and love and companionship. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Chris loves mangoes. <laughs> loves. Loves. In, In all caps. caps. All caps. Read Honestly, the next me two. Too. Read the next two. Chris has written two books and says he is his own favorite author. I fucking hate Nick, oh. Nick, are you your own favorite author? No. <laughs> I can't even believe I wrote a book. Uh, neither can we. When yeah. asked what Chris fears in life, he says, quote, I don't choose fear. Fucking hate this guy. That really, that. I, I mean, I love him. He's going to be great for TV. I love this. It's like snakes. 
sharks, anything, sir. Just don't. He doesn't choose, choose it. The, I just choose don't fear. choose it. He's gonna be preaching to all the guys. They're gonna hate him. There's yeah. just no way he's not the villain. Yeah, he's giving me. Um, he's giving me. I'm getting scared. I don't. All choose All you have to do is gas him up and tell him how great he is. Be like, I think the other guys could really use some advice right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I oh. need to know what the difference between a mentality and like a life coach is because I think we got like two more life coaches in here. I need them to fight about it amongst each oh, other. I'm yeah. sure they'll be given the opportunity. Well, there's our little tease. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this tease. And fear not, we'll be back next week uh, to talk more snark about all these men. We have 30 some more to go. Elise will be with us, guiding you the rest of the way. Till then, we'll see you tomorrow with Adrena Petridge. <laughs>